If you take a close look at it, it's it's just a it's just a snowball effect of men. It's like you take one guy and then you roll him up with more men and more men, and you get this large snowball filled with men. And it's 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 a it's an effect. And and at the and then we wonder why there are only men because the role models matter, and we don't have enough women role models. Not because we don't have enough women achieving, because we constantly bury the stories of women that achieve. Welcome to the third episode of Outliers. Uh, it's a podcast about crazy people uh, with uh, a sense of mission <laughs> and Sounds about right. yeah, change the world. So, uh, so guys, uh, you know, uh, today we have uh, Ashwini Asokan, uh, who is a co-founder of uh, an artificial intelligence uh, startup called Matchsheet. Then, uh, I have known Ashwini for only a few years, uh, and uh, you know, I mean, technology aside, but a lot of time we've spent uh, talking about uh, the problem of sexism in the ecosystem. Uh, most of the times we have had debates about how uh, this person or that person <laughs> behaves and uh, how are women uh, treated overall in the ecosystem. Uh, and it's been quite shocking, Ashwini. Uh, personally, for me, uh, every time you put names to uh, these faces and you are like, whoa, you know, I mean, you're talking about him, you're talking about her, you know, so it, it rattles me and it amazes me that uh, there's a lot of lip service happening when it comes to inclusion, <laughs> gender diversity. People spend a lot of time talking about manners, uh, but uh, again, you know, but a lot le is left, uh, you know, desired uh, when it comes to on the ground uh, sexism and all that. Just to jump uh, into this topic right away, how has it been for you as a woman founder of a startup and what have you seen? I think I want to start off by saying that, you know, at some level, every one of us is biased, right? I think, uh, I think it's important to start there because I'm sure, as, you know, as someone who spends quite a bit of her time, you know, actively fighting sexism in tech um, and in the startup space, um, you know, I know that I'm not without my own set of biases, right? So things that are blatantly biases that I am witness to, I'm sure I have my blind spots when it comes to a bunch of other issues, right? Um, so. I, I do want to start off by saying that I, I feel like at some level everyone is biased mm -hmm. um, because of the specific kinds of conditions and environment and experiences that each one of us has growing up, right? Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a highly, highly uh, conservative, orthodox, um, you know, South Indian Tamil Brahmin family, right? Um, it's weird because on one hand, you know, I had to do things a certain way because I was a girl. But then I had to be educated. I needed, to, you know, I needed to get out of the country. I needed to go get, you know, study, uh, continue studying. Even today, you know, they they get really upset if something happens at home and um, I just abandon what I'm doing at work and come, right? Because it, it's important for them that I do what I'm supposed to be doing at work, right? So, so the, I, I grew up in a highly, you can say, like a little bit of a 
a dichotomy right like where on one hand i had to do certain things as a girl and then consistently on the other hand i had to break rules because i was a girl right and it was it was really confusing growing up um but i do think that it 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 you know uh, sexism was not something that i was taught to think about at all yeah. um having grown in that kind of an environment um and yet uh it's interesting because i you know i spent 10 years working in tech in the valley and um it took a bunch of mentors fellow women mentors for me to start even understanding what is going on right so there'd be so many little things that happen <clears throat> and i wouldn't even know what to make of it you know as a 22 year old as a as a 21 year old as a 23 year old i started at 23 in the valley i remember 20 just just getting done with 22 and i what, what does one know you know it's very hard to interpret you know i remember having um you know senior uh people much older than me uh in managerial positions continuously in the us start talking in tamil randomly in the middle of a conversation right and then they'd be like oh let that go you know move on let's just you know and they suddenly just switch from english to tamil right and i wouldn't know what to do and here i would go like i'm trying to make an argument we're trying to have a conversation we're disagreeing right and i'm trying to make you see things a certain way and you're basically trying to tell me that hey let's just move on like you you know so and then there would be situations where it would be blatant power right like a very clear exertion of power over the fact that you are young and you're a little girl who you know doesn't really know where she's coming from or you know you've really not so it, it was always something right and every single time it was something different and it depended on who it was and it took and and I would not know what to do I would freeze uh, very early on in my career I remember like 12 13 years ago I would just freeze and walk out of that meeting and start crying quietly in a corner right but then I would pull myself together and walk up I um you know used to work in a team with like 50 60% women it was run by one of the most famous anthropologists across the globe in tech and that woman and i used to just walk up to her and say this happened like i need to deal with this now i you know i can either file a hr case or we can either go directly talk to that person and oftentimes you don't know what to say when it's happening when something's happening to you because you don't even know what's going on so very early on in my career i think i surrounded myself with a lot of really 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 strong women uh in my life and that helped me understand what it was that was going on even to identify bias it took me like i think 8 years um of working in a highly highly you know uh, extreme tech you know uh, environment right um and uh, coming out of it it gave me a lot of perspective it gave me a lot of perspective for women that were way up the the management chain the kind of struggles they had and i being not necessarily you know especially early on in my career like being a part of large groups and and you know you'd hear people say things about those women higher up in the management right and it was always interpreting power a certain way when there was a man in the room saying the same thing versus a woman in the room saying the same thing a woman if she's a vp perceived a certain way versus a man in a state of you know uh, having the same position perceived a certain way right this is you know and it's always branding you know she's a you know you can come up with as many names that you can think of for talking about a woman in power who is being very decisive or you know it's always immediately you're expected to smile be nice you know every single day you see in the media um articles about here are ways for women to succeed in a man's you see i see that every single day in like all the time right and they say try to put on a smiling face and you know and it's 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 unbelievable you know what is uh, so uh, coming back to india 
and the Indian ecosystem. Mm. How was it building Mad Street then? How was it raising money? How was it being, you know, I have, I have noticed you on Twitter, uh, you're quite vocal. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the understatement, you're, you're being really subtle there, aren't you? <laughs> you see, I'm biased. <laughs> so, you know, what I'm trying to understand is, in, in your own uh, journey of building Mad Street then, how has that been uh, when you went to seek funding for the first time or I don't know. I mean, you, you handle marketing and, and market facing roles uh, and all that. So how, how has that been? So, you know, I, I, I mean, I can only say by looking at other people's experiences for the most part in terms of how it how it panned out founder versus founder. But I can say some blatant things got in the way because Building up Matri Den, you know, as you know, I'm I'm doing this with my with my husband, who's also my co-founder. He's a CTO. I'm the CEO. Um, you know, I've starting off. It was very very. Starting off was was much easier, right? Um, because the two of us were at it, and I was basically trying to build the product. He was built, trying to build the technology. It was a really small team in the initial days, and we were bootstrapped. Um, and uh, you know, for the record, it was it was money that we had basically saved from my Intel days that had come in handy, right? Um, and uh, that was a big thing for the family constantly, right? Oh, Anand's in academia, you know, you're in you're the one that was a part of corporate. It, it was a it was a running theme throughout. I think if you if you think back, right? And we'd managed to save up, come and then bootstrap this company, and uh, things were working out wonderfully. I've I've said it a lot before that Anand is. Uh, as much a parent to my children as I am, and I am as much the boss in the office as he is, if not, uh, you know, and Anand very blatantly in meetings and stuff would be like, well, I report to her. I mean, it's, 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 and people just, you, you can, even in the early days, you could see people just having, having, like, really struggling with it. Like, people interviewing, having struggled with the concept. People, you know, where he would just defer to me, or he would ask me, and he'd be like, that's not what I do. Like, that's a business decision. That's a product decision. That's not what I do. And people would just, and we'd have these blatant arguments arguments inside the office and you could see like people would be like what the hell is going on right and and these things I think were 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 I think it was a shock for everyone but then right off the bat from the time we started building the company we made it one of those things where we constantly for the people coming in we would say this is how it is this is the culture we're going to build this is how it is and when we started fundraising that's when I think that you know the friction all started uh, at that point, right? And I've, I think I've written about this pretty extensively before. Is also, you know, I was, I had just had my second child, mm -hmm. my son, in 2014 when um, I started fundraising. We were, and and we we hadn't started seeking funds as much as we had a lot of inbound interest, right? Oh, nice. Back in the day, like you know, 2013, 2014, how many computer vision AI startups did you have mm -hmm. to begin with, right? So there was a lot of inbound interest and you know, we'd kind of hang out with a lot of them, spend a lot of time in the basement in Chennai. And then I still remember there was this one time where, you know, this one <laughs> angel walked in the door um, you know, that that word angel almost seems like wrongly used in the context of where I'm going with this story. But, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, no, 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 let's not go there. Okay. But it's one of those things where I, I, um, I think my son was a month old, mm -hmm. right? I was uh, still obviously breastfeeding and this mm -hmm. guy walks in and he goes, uh, we start the interview, he's talking, you know, most VCs come and hang out with you for what, two hours when they're getting to know you, one hour? And this guy stays for like five hours, wow. right? 
and obviously I'm stepping out of the office and going upstairs to my uh, to my house to feed the child like every one hour, every two hours. And by the end of the day, the guy is basically says he's not sure that I can run the company because uh, I have a young child and I couldn't even sit for the five-hour meeting and continually in there with him. And he's not necessarily sure that, you know, the company is being run by the right, you know, at which point we basically told him to get the <laughs> hell out of that basement, right? And and I immediately called the the main person in the in the investing team and said, you know, it's not going to work out. Um, and of course, the the main person of the founding team was extremely gracious and apologized and didn't question anything. You know, all of that aside, right? And even at, during fundraising, like as I was like traveling to Bombay and Bangalore and Delhi all the time, and you airports did not have nursing rooms. What do you do? I had a breast pump in my hand. How many people do you think actually even knew what that was in India in 2014, right? And I was very used to this, having lived in California and having had a baby there, the first one there. And I used to go and I used to ask them, can I have a private room? And they'd be like, for what? And I'd be like, oh, I have a breast pump. I need to pump. And they'd, be, and they'd show me the toilet. So I'd literally have to go shut myself in a toilet. And it, 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 it's unbelievable. And I did it. I had to do it and I did it. And so you could see that, you know, one, you don't have a support system. Two, you have people questioning, you know, what you do because it's, 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 always, a du it's, it's always two different things. It's either this or that. It's always black and white. You're either a mom or you're a professional. You're either a stay-at-home mom who takes care of her kids and cares for her or you're a, you know, beep beep who goes to work and who's like this power career hungry. These stereotypes, I think people have started very consciously not talking about this in public. I noticed that a lot. I think there's a lot of awareness of how to talk has that, which is a fantastic first step. Let's start there, right? I think it's a, ve it's a fantastic first step that people don't necessarily talk that way anymore, but it's very hard to scrub it internally. You know that that's what they're thinking, right? I still have trouble having, whenever we get into a lot of these meetings, like the customer who's a guy, who's also the founder CEO or a VC sitting right opposite me, who they, oh, they can't look me in the eye. And they would keep looking at Anand. And Anand would keep looking at me because these are business questions that he's not necessarily <laughs> going to be the guy who's going to be answering, right? And they would just by default, you can tell, they're just looking at him. So and then I, that's, oh, it's, it's, and, and you can't even take offense because you can tell they're not used to sitting at the table talking to someone who can look assertive and sure of herself and is actually the one that's making the decisions from a business perspective. You're like, oh, but that's... I've been in meetup groups in Chennai where um, good friends of mine have actually looked at me and said, oh, but you're the trophy wife. And uh, it's interesting because my team always laughs when I say that because I am badly, badly dressed at work. Like I go to dress, I go to work as though I've just like rolled out of bed. But Anand will come like all wearing the newest thing and like having used his nose strips and you know. And so they'll be like, well, we know who the, you know, the trophy, <laughs> you know, partner is in this relationship, right? Anand's always like this, this like charmer who walks in and says all the right things. And people are always, and I'm the one that like just rolls from bed into work and you know, I'm just, and it's, and it's, it's, it's the opposite of a stereotype, our relationship, to be honest with you. And yet, it's just so hard. I just got out of an event where there was this kid standing on stage, uh, definitely a kid who's a founder of a, of a chatbot company who basically said, you know, oh yeah, all moms are like that. They don't know how to use, you know, they don't know how to book Uber or they don't know how. You just, and I was like, well, really? Like, did you just say that standing up there on the stage? I, yeah, it's everywhere. It's, it's, it's and, and the journey of building Mastery Den as such, I think, has been 
continuously being aware for me that's been the most important thing being aware of all the stuff that's going on and consciously figuring out how to say no and and say that i will not stand it and and this is not how it's going to get done and if you're not with me we can't have this conversation do you have to say no to money business mm. because of, mm. of this yeah. did, did you have to do that a lot or what? Yeah, I think I you know, it's very hard and this is where I think it's it's definitely a struggle because I know that I did very consciously not talk to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um because I I was not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh um and and you know, I just did not feel comfortable enough moving forward with with, you know. Um and I, I you know, it's also really hard when you continually think about companies like ours. And um when you think about the kind of similar companies that are across the globe doing something you want some water yeah i need to cool down <laughs> yeah i know the topic's already okay, like got me the topic's already like heated me up you can tell like remark, it was just, right? yeah yeah you need to you need to calm down you need to calm down yeah men right and and i i just and it's at the end of the day it's the gift that keeps giving because it's 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 a cyclical effect it's a network effect there are more men out there cuz there are more men out there cuz there are more men out there and then they make more men get out there it's like the whole bits or the iit stories like you you have iit alumni who help more iit guys come out who help more iit guys come out who help more and then there's the same chain that happens with bits and it's and if you take a close look at it it's it's just a it's just a snowball effect of men it's like you take one guy and then you roll him up with more men and more men and you get this large snowball filled with men and it's 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 a it's an effect and and at the end then we wonder why there are only men because the role models matter and we don't have enough women role models not because we don't have enough women achieving because we constantly bury the stories of women so that achieve why why is that and and the other thing is about since you are so visibly uh, talking about these issues have you like have more women come to you uh, talk to you about their experiences uh because the uh, i mean even in the valley i mean they've been a lot of trouble right Absolutely. i mean there's nothing like a holy cow uh, when it comes to this yeah. so in india like ever since you became visibly you know kind of you know a voice uh, for for these issues and topics have we have have a women come up to you Absolutely. spoken about it all the time all the time so like why you know? is there not enough sharing uh, i mean again mm. i mean i'm just trying to understand because you know one thing that about a year and a half ago there was this um facebook group called bangalore startups mm-hmm. i'm you know if you remember what happened down there there's some guy who went up there and who said something really awful about like women have no business being in startups they should be doing blah 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 
and myself and someone else was we were of course promptly there right and uh, it turned into this massive 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 thing and we went and wrote about it extensively and this i think this was 2015 sometime in 2015 and i will never forget what came out of that that big blow up right because so many women came out of nowhere to talk about how they don't go to meetups they don't share because it's like a one big bro voice in the room right it's a group of guys predominant it's bad it's hard enough for a girl to just step out on the road in india right it's even harder to gather the courage to walk up to a meetup filled with guys by the way i'm the only woman in my chennai meetup founder meetup group um and uh, you know and and uh, i've regularly called you know bangalore startup meetup groups that are only filled with men right um and that name themselves with the men in the title right somewhere in the title in the name of their startup group and and it's it's which girl is going to go out there and share who's going to feel welcome you're going to feel like this meek little thing you've got these guys that have already somehow established a relationship and then they bring along like three other guys who look very similar to them because you know that you know it's all about who you relate to right and then there's this like meek girl who's ma- managed to like gather up the courage to walk in the door she's actually not meek at all but then she's uncomfortable and she figured out how to walk in the door and here you are like you know what are you going to do she's going to sit there in a corner watch you. you you think you know mansplaining you're going to interrupt her you're going to interrupt her every single time she speaks that's you know watch i mean this is stuff that we've seen published everywhere right you have a room full of men and women guess who speaks up more why women get spoken over women get constantly pushed to the corners right and it's it's an aggression thing it's a very aggression thing and you know and and it's it's also also stuff that we regularly coach like the women in my own office constant constantly right we have our own little msd ladies group you know in there we have our own like once a week meetings we've, we've been 50% women people keep saying oh it's so hard to get women into startups that's bullshit that is bullshit right we are an ai startup we're a computer vision startup like seriously and and an ai we've got a our data science team head of data science is a woman we've got two three computer vision women in out of like what six or seven like how, how is it that people are telling me that there so are no why, women in tech so why are startup founders not hiring women it's it's a comfort thing you hire someone who you're going to go chest you know bump with and be like hey we're bros like it's it's a question of finding your peer group at the end of the day you want to hire people that you're comfortable with and think about who is starting companies people in their 20s people fresh out of school for the most part yeah maybe a few like myself in the 30s but mid to late 30s but a few far in between right most of them are super young and they're looking for a peer group they're not going to go hire someone who's like super experienced right off the bat they're looking for a peer group right somebody who also so you go and seek people who are very like you that's the very natural thing for the for for all of us to do go seek people like us to come and join us right but i think it takes a certain amount of discipline to say no like it's been proven you know it's been quantified that having a diverse enough group oh, yeah. a team women different sexes different backgrounds it changes the sc- sure you need very homogenous groups for doing highly optimized things right so if you're if you're doing something that's like super delivery focused and we have this conversation all the time at math street then and we need people to be available between 9 pm and like 
8 a.m. in the morning because it's, you're delivering something to the customer, right, in the U.S. What kind of people do you hire for this role? This is a raging debate that we have at Matt Street 10 all the time because some of them say, oh, no, we can't hire women because they can't come into office. It's, it's unsafe. And then on the other hand, you go, no way. You're denying women in backend and DevOps the opportunity to participate in the most challenging aspect of delivering a product by saying no. So how do you change? So these are, and we don't, no one has a straight answer to these things, but who's having these discussions? And are you being fair? Are you being objective? Are you taking a look around and going, I have 10 men in my team. Like, stop it. Like, this has got to change, right? And, not, and then the immediate question is, oh, but we, we only hire based on quality. What, is that, what does that say? The meritocracy. What, what, what does that say? That means nothing. It just means you haven't looked hard enough. There are women out there that do fantastic work. And, you know, let me give you the benefit of doubt as, as the person who's like making this argument and say, fine, maybe there are not a lot of women in your particular field, in your particular discipline. Then you owe it to level the playing field. As someone that feels so vested in bringing your juniors from your college into the mix and training them, you owe it to the other gender to do that too. So one of the things that has uh, really disturbed me is when I look around and uh, hear some of the top startup founders in India, India's biggest startups, right? And the most important startups, I see very little uh, talk and action. Uh, I mean, I mean, most of the time they are either angel investing or managing family offices <laughs> and you know, uh, and that's become very disturbing because uh, you talked about role models. Now, uh, role models can be men and women both, isn't it? Yes. I mean, yes. so, so just because you're talking of so-called gender diversity doesn't mean that role model has to be a woman. Okay. It can be men who stand and talk about those things. What disturbs me is today in this ecosystem, I, I can pick name of all the startups that I track from Flipkart to you name them. I see very little talk and action. You know, I'll, I'll just challenge that a little bit okay. where, where I'll, I'll go as far as saying, you know, what you see as a child that's growing up. And I'll give you a very specific example. You tend to be like the person that you see the most or that you end up learning. It, visibility is very important, okay? Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is, yes, it's important for men to be role models who, who, who show that there are different ways of doing the things that people have said should be done a particular way. Let's, you know, I, and I keep going back to Anand as an example, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I, you know, you've got to put that kid to bed mm -hmm. as much as I got to put that kid. You got to feed that kid as much as I got to feed that kid, right? So, so there's a constant, like, and, and he does it so naturally. I would like to believe that, that that's a fantastic way of showing and telling, right? The other men in the team, right? Who might say, and there are a lot of people that say, even women, not only men, right? Mm -hmm. We have our own set of issues that we come up with, conditioning. You've, you've been conditioned all your life to believe a certain set of things. You know, I've had women on my team who are not with me anymore walk up to me and say, I'm really uncomfortable around you. You keep talking about this, like, you know, I can't talk about harassment in public. I can't talk about these things. You're just supposed to, like, figure out how to compromise and move on. You're a woman, right? I've had a lot of people even say that to me, right? And But my point here is that it's important. Visibility is very important. And just as much as it's, it's important for the guy to be visible, it's even more important for the guy to let the women be visible. True. And, and, and this is why it's, yes, you know, the biggies of the Indian ecosystem are not necessarily talking about women at all, mm. 
but i'd argue that i would love it if they didn't speak about that at all and just put the damn women on stage are you telling me that you know there was this one actually there was this one uh, feature on uh, like the women the, like the woman behind mintra or the woman behind flipkart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this feature i'm trying to remember when mm-hmm. uh, when this was about like mm-hmm. a year ago mm-hmm. right and it was a fantastic article I'm, i don't remember her name or the mm-hmm. f- the particular uh, background that she comes from but it was a fantastic article that spoke about how this was a woman in the background like keeping the show together i don't remember and i went like that's the story she should be at events why is she not at events right why, why are we not seeing more women from these big places show up right i mean uh, I, and and you know i'll give you a specific anecdote here like a, a story here right there was this uh, about two years ago when we came to um, chennai when we came back from the us my daughter uh goes to a you know classic school where you know anara kids people have come back from the us you know she had a little support group and um she's always known me to work, known her mean you know i've always been a working mom right and and anand's been the stay at home dad mm-hmm. he finished his life in academia he went and worked at a startup he was working with darpan us defense all that for a while and the guy just was out of it and he decided he's going to stay home and take care of our first child so which is a very californian hippy thing to do by the way it's like a classic you'll find mm-hmm. most uh you know dads a lot of dads that stay home and take care of the kids and anand spent about 2 years he had his own little consulting office at home but he was the primary caregiver during the day if you really thought about it we had a nanny and stuff but he and it was fantastic i still you know very fondly think back to those 2 years because i felt like anand was at his happiest during those 2 years right like absolute happiest um and this kid this dot my first child basically comes home from school one day this is about like one and a half issues she's what she was in she was in the equivalent of ukg basically she comes home and she says um she had a homework she's sitting and she's sitting at work with me by my side mm-hmm. at work um and she sits with she and they basically asked her to write something about what her dad does for her every day and what her mom does for her every day and she goes on to write uh, mommy gives me a bath every morning daddy goes to meetings now and she's sitting right next to me and writing this and i'm looking at her going uh i was like really adi is that is that true is that what happens like what and i'm very 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 you know i'm trying not to like you know overwhelm her in any way mommy's trying to just hold it in going like you know so much for role modeling and so much for having a non stereotype family right and she said no that's not how it is mommy but that's how it should be and I, and you know like there were like four people around me at that point um we have this little big this big bar that we work on either side of and everybody froze right because everyone was shocked cuz like trust me we're like the opposite of like a stereotype couple right and a family and everyone just froze and then i just let it go i was like don't react guys let's just move on we just pretended like nothing happened and then that night when i went to bed i was talking to her and she said that's what i see everywhere when i go for play dates all my mom all my friends moms are with them when i go to uh, you know why should daddy come to the park we take turns going to the park or whatever but why should daddy come to the park why did the and and i was like you're very close to daddy and she goes yes i am i love to do a lot of things with him but you know i i can see that like mommies are present in a lot of places that's what she sees that is her majority view not the view that we've created for her at home that, and that to me like makes me sit up 
and go, what are we doing to our children? I think that's a deeper problem. So, you know, I mean, we could really go on on this topic <laughs> and with, 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 with you, clearly. Uh, uh, I, I think uh, I would really ask, I mean, if you are someone who is listening into this podcast and you are also questioning and wondering about these topics, uh, uh, you know, uh, write back to us. Uh, I am uh, Pankaj at FactorDaily.com and you can even drop in a mail to outlier at FactorDaily.com. And uh, the idea is to trigger uh, a meaningful conversation and, uh, you know, kind of shift the conversation from lip service and uh, kind of stuff that uh, Ashwini, you talked about. Uh, but thanks for starting this conversation with us. Thanks for having me over and thanks for being uh, people that think a lot about this. Ah, okay, we keep doing that. Thank you, Ashwini. Thank Take care. You. Thanks so much for listening in. Bye-bye.